One of the many things I love about doing this job is that we get to learn things on this show. And we're going to do that right now because we're going to talk about ice this morning. Uh, Not just because it's winter out there. Most of us think, you know, ice is ice. But there are researchers who devote their time to studying it. And now some of those researchers have actually discovered a new type of ice. And if, like me, you wonder, well, how does that work? How can there be new ice? It's a good thing we have our next guest on the show, right? Dr. Andrea Sella is with us, a professor of chemistry at the University College of London and the co-author of Medium Density Amorphous Ice. Dr. Sella, thank you for being here. Good morning. It's a real pleasure. Can you tell us how many types of ice are there? Well, it's really interesting. Uh, In fact, counting them can be sometimes quite tricky. Um, But first of all, we have to realize that um, ordinary ice, the ice that we love to throw at our friends, uh, that we love to put in our drinks, ski on, and so on, is uh, a crystalline structure. In other words, the the water molecules within it are arranged in a very, very regular way. And it turns out that if you take that ice and you cool it and you squeeze it, you compress it, and so on – Over the years, uh, 19 other kinds of crystalline ice with a regular arrangement of of water molecules have been found. I mean, it's it's absolutely astonishing. And it just shows us that, um, you know, these materials that we sometimes take for granted can be unbelievably surprising. Now, in addition to these crystalline forms, there are also what are called amorphous forms. In other words, ones in which there is no regular arrangement, in which the, the, the atoms and molecules are arranged kind of higgledy-piggledy through the, uh, through the structure. And the uh, result is that they're actually really quite interesting, but more, more difficult to study. Okay, so what does it mean then? Like, what does a finding that there is a new type of ice mean? Okay, so we did something, uh, which, which sounds in a way kind of a bit silly. It was a Friday afternoon kind of idea. And we were wondering whether we could take regular ice and we could transform it into one of these, I mean, essentially smash it into what you would call an amorphous form. And so what we did was we put it into what's called a ball mill. And that is a little sort of uh, steel capsule with some ball bearings in it. And at extremely low temperature, we shook it for minutes, hours, days. And when you do that, it's like, you know, a child taking a hammer to, uh, you know, a a, a material. It just smashed down, first of all, into ever smaller bits. But we soon realized that we were losing that nice crystalline arrangement. In fact, it was our our, our postdoc, the principal researcher, a guy called... uh, Alex Rosa-Simpson, who spotted that not only was the, the, the structure being lost, but the other really surprising thing was that density was changing. Now, you know, why does density matter? Everyone knows that if you take ice and you drop it into water, the ice floats. And it turns out that that is completely unique. There is no other material in the universe that does that, that floats on, it, on its liquid. And as we milled our ice and sort of destroyed it effectively, the density increased until it exactly matched that of liquid water. And so what we have here is a kind of ice that won't sink, it won't float, a bit like a fish. It's kind of buoyant. It just sort of fit. It it, it should fit at the same level if you were to put it in water. And so what we think we might have 
and, and you know, it's not fully confirmed, but our surmise is that what we've got is a kind of ice which looks at a, at a molecular level exactly like liquid water. Liquid water, all the molecules are kind of random. Well, we've got the same thing in this material. Okay, what can you do with that then? Well, not an awful lot if you're thinking about, you know, setting up a company and making a profit. <laughs> but, you know, water is, is, is you, know, and, you know, people always kind of put things in monetary terms. But if you think about it in terms of the fact that water is one of the most important molecules in the universe, you know, it's really the solvent for life then actually understanding the relationship between, you know, the, the, how the, the liquid works and how its solid forms works is going to help us to gain more understanding of its role in biology and so on. But the other thing which is kind of interesting is that we know that out in, on the outer planets of, uh, of, of, the, of the solar system, around those massive ones like uh, Jupiter, Saturn, uh, Uranus, and so on, there are moons that are covered in various kinds of ice. And some of them have these enormous glaciers of water ice. In other words, H2O frozen. Now, because these huge glaciers are actually sitting on a, on a moon, which is very close to a massive planet like Jupiter, you actually get tides in the solid material, not just in water you'll actually get pushes and pulls of these, these ice sheets. And what that, that ends up, I mean, we suspect that at the edges, in the cracks, underneath, wherever this ice makes contact, either with other ice or with rocks, we should be able to get the same grinding that we did in our ball mill. And therefore, perhaps this, and I know it's not the sexiest title name in the world, <laughs> it's MDA, medium density amorphous ice, but it's pretty boring. We should have come up with something better. Um, but, but, but maybe this actually exists on those planets and, we'll, and on, on those moons and will actually help us to understand the movement of these great ice sheets, which remains very much a mystery. Okay, that's fascinating then, the way you just described it. So this will help you understand how ice forms in space, essentially. Well, we know quite a lot about how ice forms in space. One of the interesting things is that um, it's, uh, you know, space is much colder um, than any planet that we have around. And the, the ice, for example, you know, we, we've had this comet, which has just gone, which is just passing near the Earth. You can see it almost with the naked eye in, in the night. Um, we, we know that there is ice there. And that ice is also amorphous, but it's slightly different from ours. It's got even lower density than ours is. Um, and so... You know, what we're really talking about is understanding potentially how existing ice sheets on, on moon might actually uh, sort of behave given these huge motions and all of this grinding. It is so interesting. Dr. Sella, thank you for explaining it to us this morning. My pleasure. My pleasure. Anytime you need a chemist, get in touch.